Alright, so very quickly this morning before I bring God's word. Um, where is the media? Okay, alright. Can you let's put our hands together for her? She has a testimony. You know, because it just occurred to me that um, and the reason why I want to do this, can I have the mic? Let's give her a mic. Um, just in two minutes, you know, you are going to give them the short version. Because sometimes when I share some testimonies, I know some of us, the unbelieving ones, they think, is it our pastor is hooking all these things up? So, you know, the Spirit of God just impressed it upon my heart that some testimonies, we should be putting faces to it. So, in the next two minutes. Thank you, sir. Morning, church. Good morning. Um, I have a testimony. It, um, I think... Towards the end of last year, I wrote my goals for the year 2021. And um, part of it was my career goals, where I want to continue my professional exams. I have like six courses to write this year. And um, by the time we resumed this year, my employer asked that we'll submit our work goals. And in heat was my you know, professional exams. And um, last week, I think Thursday to be precise, my HR called me. And, you know, ask questions about what particular course I want to do. I thought I want to write all six of them. Instead, okay, she was going to get back to me. On Friday, my boss got back to me through my HR and told me that they are going to sort everything out. All these. All these. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you are not celebrating the Lord, you are a suspect. (laughs) Praise the Lord. You are next in line for a miracle. In the name of Jesus. You know, one of these Sundays, we're going to have a testimony service. Let me tell you this. A lot of things have happened in the last three months that if I tell you, it will blow your mind. Trust me. And um, to be in this house, Brother Tony, good to see you. (laughs) And to be in this house and not experience the miraculous is denying yourself of what God is doing in this house. Are you hearing what I'm saying? A lot is happening and my prayer for you is that you will not be left out in Jesus' name. Because what I believe, I sense it in my spirit that what God has in store for us in this house, we have not even scratched the surface. We are just starting out. You see, things will happen in people's life in this year 2021 that you will be too afraid to tell people. Because they will not believe you. Testimonies that will sound like a lie. You didn't understand what I just said. In this year 2021... God will do in your life. I'm not feeling us this morning. What is happening? I felt for service better. Praise the Lord. Testimonies that will sound like a lie. It will begin to spring forth in your life. In the name of Jesus. And just like I said at the first service, um, I think it's in the last 24 hours, I can't remember whether it was around uh, midnight or this morning, but I know in the last 12 hours, you know... Um, I saw a picture, right, of a hand, right, releasing certain things, you know, and God just said to me that in this season, in this house, there will be a release, that it will be a season of release. So I don't know what it is that you are trusting God for, whatever is hanging in your life, that which men have promised, that, um, that proposal you have submitted that is yet to be approved, I decree and declare that this is your season of release. In the name of Jesus. There is a reason I asked us to pray that prayer. That that which God has started will not be aborted. Right? It's in alignment with that which I saw. That in this season there will be a release. Whatever is hanging in your life will decree and declare it will be released in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's celebrate the Lord Jesus one more time. 
You know, a testimony also came in. Someone was um, a family was delivered from armed robbers. You know, they shot some people that were together, and it was one of the armed robbers. You know, that said, "Run away, run away." <laughs> Can you imagine? Not thieves, armed robbers. They are two different things. A thief is somebody that cuts your net and removes your phone when you are charging it. That's a thief. I hear what I'm saying. Praise God. Hallelujah. So this morning in this second service, we are starting a discourse on destiny accelerators. Destiny accelerators. So I'm going to be running this in, um, every second service and Wednesdays in this month of January. Destiny accelerators. Let's open our Bibles to First Kings chapter 18. First Kings chapter 18. I sense in my spirit that we should pray in the Holy Ghost. Can we do that in the next few seconds? If you are baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, lift up your voice, speak it out loud. But a tire can you get on the keyboard just blue strings? Legiga bahash kene monta, lega gosh keli giga pa paronte zande kege giga. Rosh kete pante hisala badi komanendiji. Teziga padesh kala ronte kadiki. Leko bahase kututa la prenindi jeshadiya. Klomande kere vos nendi haros lele dija makadeya. Angeli prende uzanda giga ha leka dose paro. in Jesus name we are prayed if there is anybody trusting God for healing in this house I want you to lay your hands upon where you are feeling pains where you need healing this morning if it is a place you cannot touch just place your hand on your chest there is healing, the healing anointing is in this place this morning the healing presence of God is in this place for everyone trusting God for healing I say be healed now in the name of Jesus for the Bible says that by his stripes we were healed that thing you came in with this morning has left you right now Amen. in the name of Jesus Amen. you are coming to this place with it you will not leave this place with it Amen. in the name of Jesus Amen. from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet I speak life Amen. the eternal life of God has been activated Amen. in the name of Jesus Amen. hallelujah let's celebrate the Lord Jesus for that Amen Amen. 1 Kings chapter 18 1 Kings chapter 18 we're going to be reading from verse 41 to verse 46 and then we'll read Genesis 27, 19 to 20. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41 to verse 46. Let's read together. It's on the screen. One to go. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, 
And Elijah went up to the top of Camel and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servants, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare your chariot and get you down that the rain stop you not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind. And there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. Verse 46. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah. And he gathered up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. May the Lord bless the reading of his words in Jesus' name. I don't want to go too much into that, but we see what happened there after the prophetic word came. A man went to feast while another went to pray. And you see that the man that went feasting and they had gone ahead of the man that was praying, right, was uh, his pace was eventually slower than the pace of the man that spent time praying. The deception in a time like this is to want to eat the ground running as it were in the physical to want to start you know getting involved in activities and one of the very first things we need to understand that can accelerate the destiny of a man is to get into the place of prayers when god sends a word to you when you receive a word from the spirit of god the very first thing to do is not to become active it's to spend time in the place of prayers I don't want to go too much into that because I've spoken about that a couple of times, you see, in the past couple of weeks. And we're already doing that, you know, corporately as a church. And I would encourage you because I know that some people are still not joining the prayers. And the question is, what exactly are you doing with your time? That's the only question I can ask you. There is nothing that you can be doing with your time that can be more important than spending time in the place of prayers in the season like this. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What could you have been doing with your time? So I'd encourage you today is day 15 or 16. Today is day 16 of the 30 days of breakthrough. I'd encourage you, make up your mind. You're going to be a part, right, of that prayer gathering online, right, for the next 14 days. In the remaining 14 days and two prayer watches left, right? So we see here that Elijah prayed and the Bible says the hand of the Lord came upon him and he outran the man that had gone ahead of him. Now let me give you a proper context. The man that had run ahead of him was a king. And in ancient times, the chariots of a king were driven by minimum of four horses. And according to historians, between the place where that journey started to the gates of Jezreel was 27 miles. 27 miles. And at that time, when this happened, right, Elijah was 70 years old. 70 years old. Now, a man that was 70 years old outran a chariot that was driven by four horses because the hand of the Lord came upon him. Something has changed in this sound. Because the hand of the Lord came upon him. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? So in a season like this, you need to place priority on the principles and the power of divinity. This is not the time to get so, you know, contemporary and intellectual that you forget the place of your leverage, the place of your advantage. In Genesis chapter 27 and verse 19 to 20, the Bible says, And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau your son. I have done according as you have told me. Arise, I pray you, sit and eat of my venison, that your soul may bless me. And Isaac said unto his son, 
How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he said, because the Lord your God brought it to me. The Lord your God brought it to me. I love the way the Amplified Version puts it. It says, because the Lord your God caused it to come to me. Hallelujah. So in this season, God is going to be bringing things to you that others are running after. Somebody did not hear what I just said. You see, it is a good place to be in life. For things to gravitate towards you instead of you running after things. My prayer for you is that that will be your experience in this year 2021 in the name of Jesus. So visions, talents, certifications and skills, they are common. But one of the things I've come to realize in life is this. Having lived a couple of years, (laughs) right, and observed a lot, I've come to understand that those are not the distinguishing factors in life. Those things are good, they are necessary, very necessary. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Being skillful, having certifications, having talents, having visions, having a plan, those are prerequisites. Those are necessary. They are foundational. But I've come to understand that if you have all those things and you don't, you know, have the things that I'm going to be talking about in this series, your journey in life might still be very limited. It might still be very limited. You will move at the pace that life, that life dictates. You are not going to move at the pace, at the speed of the Spirit. It is possible for a man to be carried by the wind of the Spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, when you look at someone like Elijah, naturally it seemed impossible that he would outrun the chariot of a king. Outrun four horses. You see, that is why even till date, when you want to measure, you know, the speed and the strength of a thing, we use us power. Us power, isn't it? They use us power. You see, and the man at the age of 70, right, was able to overcome the strength of four strong horses. You see, the chariot of a king cannot be pulled by just any ordinary horses. Any ordinary horse. You see, those horses were bred for speed. They were bred for speed and strength. They were bred for those purposes. They were not just horses that were picked on the street to, you know, to, to, to pull the king's chariot. These were horses that that's what they were trained for. That's what they were raised for. But a man by the the name of Elijah at the age of 70 was able to overcome that. Now, you and I, we don't, as it were, you might not need to run physically in this age and time. But in your own context, it might be that there is a speed at which you are supposed to move in your industry, in your field of play, in your family, in your career, in your business. And I've said this over and over again, that life does not have to be achieved in a chronological dimension. No, 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 it shouldn't be. As a child of the covenant, you must disabuse your mind from the chronological order of things. That is, you have to move from step one to step two to step three to step four. If you have to live your life like that, when will you get to the apex of your achievement? When will you eventually fulfill all that God has for you? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So you need to understand that a life does not have to be achieved in chronological steps. We look at somebody like Joseph as a slave. You see... Becoming, coming out of the prison and becoming, you know, the prime minister of Egypt was the, uh, what we call an accelerated destiny. The fulfillment of destiny in an accelerated dimension. Because as it were, he would have first become a cabinet member. After becoming a cabinet member, right? So they should have even just maybe wiped away his records. And after that, he will now, you know, uh, was, uh, buy a ticket. And now contest. 
and now become a cabinet member. After that, you now become a vice pharaoh. Ah, huh? you see that it would have been very long, but overnight, God had been doing a work for years that was activated overnight. Somebody is entering into that dimension in the name of Jesus. The Bible says concerning Abraham's servant, he prayed the prayer in Genesis 24 and verse 12. It says, Oh Lord God of my master, Abraham, I pray you, send me good speed this day. Abraham had given him a responsibility to find a wife for his son Isaac, as they did in those days. Don't do that again now. You'll find yourself. Either find that the wife, not the one they find for. Are you hearing what I'm saying? As a man, they are doing connection for you. Something wrong with your mouth. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> you know there are some guys. It's introduction they be doing for them. They can't open their own mouth. <laughs> if you can't convince her now, how will you convince her in the future? We leave that to Romance Academy. So the Bible says that this guy prayed because he knew that this was an enormous task. I'm going to look for a wife for the carrier of the covenant, the one that was going to inherit him. You see, because this guy, if Abraham dies. Isaac was going to inherit him, in a sense. He was still going to serve Isaac. And he knew that the kind of wife or girl marries would determine his experience in the house. So smart guy, he prayed for a good woman. And the Bible says that while he was yet praying, in verse 15, the Bible says it came to pass, before he had finished speaking, that behold, Rebecca came out. Hallelujah. It was that prayer that brought Rebecca out. My prayer for you is that in this season, as you are praying, God will be answering. In the name of Jesus. You know, I've already told us this. All this nonsense mindset people have that is not scripturally based. He said, when you pray, God either says yes, he says no, or he says wait. There is no precedence for that in the Bible. The Bible says when we pray according to his will, he answers us. God's only answer to our prayer is yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, it sounds logical. God either says yes, he says no, or he says wait. How do you see that in the Bible? So you better be careful of the things you believe. Question anything you have been told in light of scriptures. Am I making sense this morning? So the Bible says anytime we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And when he hears us, we know. Not we are hoping. Not we wish. He says we know that we have the petitions that we have required of him. And the Bible says here that while Eliezer was here praying, that Rebekah came out. So there are certain factors that make a man to experience speed in life and in everything that he does. There are factors. There are factors. But before we go into that this morning, I want to clarify so that we'll be on the same page. What does it mean to experience acceleration? What does it mean to accelerate? What does it mean to accelerate? Number one is to break barriers and limitations. To break barriers and limitations. It's not working. Media. To break barriers and limitations. In every field, in every industry, there are barriers. In every family, there are barriers, except if you want to deceive yourself. I don't know what I'm talking about. There are financial barriers. There are some people that in their family, <laughs> nobody has ever really made money. They only survive. They are not begging, but they only live for survival. There are people that in their family, nobody has ever built a house. Nobody has ever had a property. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are people that in their families, nobody has ever experienced national recognition. You know, nobody has ever been known. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There is nobody that can, you can, as it were, single out and say that this is a, a, an apex personality. This is a man or a woman of significance. My prayer for you is that in this season you will break that limit. 
in the name of Jesus. In your family, you will become the new definition of success. So the next thing you need to understand about acceleration, right, is that it is to break existing protocols. To experience an accelerated destiny is to break existing protocols. In every place, there are protocols. In every industry, there are protocols. In life, there are protocols. There are things that have been stated. There are laws that have been put in place. And the main purpose of those laws is to hinder you. The walls of Jericho were built to keep the children of Israel out. But eventually, God gave them what he wanted to give them. Isn't it? It did. It did. So when we say you've experienced an acceleration, it simply means you have broken existing protocols. Number three, it is to experience speed in quick successions. It is to experience speed, right, or better still, to experience success, uh, sorry, speed in quick successions. Success in whatever you are doing, right, in successions. That is, it happens one after the other. It's not that one major thing happens in this month, and you see, another does not happen until January 2022. <laughs> That's why one of our declarations of faith, right, if you have been taking those, that declaration of faith, one of the lines, one of the statements in that declaration of faith says that every week and month in this year yields to me the fruit of a major breakthrough. That's acceleration. That's acceleration. When you begin to experience that, when people hear about something that has happened, and they say congratulations, you will not be able to say thank you because you will be wondering what are they congratulating me for. Is it this one? Is it that one? That would be your testimony in the season. In the name of Jesus. To experience acceleration also is to achieve things that are beyond your age, beyond your level, beyond your status, and beyond your background. To achieve something beyond your age, status, level, and background. And also to experience acceleration is to overcome the pull of societal and environmental gravity. Hmm. To overcome the pull of societal and environmental gravity. Gravity is not just a natural phenomenon. It is also a spiritual reality. It is also a spiritual reality. That's why you see that some people, they go up and they come down. Haven't you noticed that? <laughs> That's why in life, anything that is built, that is not built on the foundation of God's word. Let me tell you this. People can be, someone can be doing well now and not be doing things God's way. Breaking every of God's law. Don't be deceived. You see, you don't judge things. The Bible says don't judge things before their time. Don't judge things before their time. It does, see, there is no money that cannot disappear overnight. The Bible says riches develop wings and fly away like a bird. So anything that does not have its foundation in God is timed. It's timed. It's timed. The Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow. Any blessing that comes with that, that does not come from God, right, has sorrow waiting in, in the future. That thing can be lost at any time. So to experience acceleration is to overcome the pull of societal and environmental gravity. In our environment, in your society, there are things that, there are forces that act like gravity. There are things that, you see, there are some people that they work so much, they make so much money, but they can't account for it. Something keeps pulling them down. For some people, it's in their family. Nobody ever rises beyond a particular, you know, a, a particular level. 
if you're on a particular level, and the one that's not on the screen that I said also, is to achieve certain things that are beyond your age, that are beyond your level, that are beyond your status. I think it was two weeks ago, or maybe it was last week, that God said I should, you know, say that in this house, in this year, that everyone that will believe it, and that was a specific word, that people in their 20s, in this house, will buy properties this year. Landed properties. I don't know if you believe it, if you like be calculating in your head. But, but it's not my goal. Even if it's not your goal, the fact that God said it, you receive it. You know, some people, everything is calculation, calculation. Ah, land. No, but my daddy did not buy it. That's what we are talking about. That's acceleration. There are things that your parents never thought of at your own age. Those things will begin to come into your mind. And it's not that they will come into your mind. The grace to do those things will be released alongside. In the name of Jesus. So when we're talking about destiny acceleration, that is what we're talking about. That is what we're talking about. And you see, so we've heard about these things. This is what it means to accelerate and all those things. So how do I experience it? Because it is possible for a man to get to a point in his or her life that acceleration becomes the normal order of the day. It becomes your new normal. That pandemic is not your own normal. You know, that's what we're saying now, new normal. New normal. What's your new normal? Wealth is not your own new normal. Contracting eight figures or nine figures is not your own new normal. It's Corona you are calling new normal. <laughs> Praise God. So accelerated destiny can become your new normal. That things just begin to happen. And when people hear your age, they will I know it can't be true. In fact, they will think you are using official age. It's a what's your real age? <laughs> Praise the Lord. In Jeremiah 6 and verse 16, the Bible, I, I want us to say that. Jeremiah 6 and verse 16. Media, help us with that. I can quote it, but I want us to say it. Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 16. I want us to see the reason why a lot of people never walk in the fullness of God's provisions for their life. The reason why a lot of people never walk, right, never experience this acceleration that is part of God's plan and purposes for our lives. Jeremiah 6 and verse 16. Should I quote it? Jeremiah 6 and verse 16, the Bible says, just says the Lord. It says, stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient path where the good way is and walk in it and find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. So people have not just been disobeying God's word. Huh? People have not just started attacking scriptural principles. They've always been doing it. God said to them, find the old path. He said, no, we, we are intellectual people. We are contemporary. How will you be telling us to do that? Does it make sense? <laughs> it doesn't have to make sense, but it makes covenants. It doesn't have to make sense. Now, does it make sense that a man will die, one man, they nailed him on the cross, and he saved the whole of mankind? Does it make sense? But if you like, say it does not make sense, don't receive Jesus, you will go to hell. It's as simple as that. Be calculating like that but makes sense. It makes sense. You know, there are people that say, Do I have to go to church? I can worship God in my home. At least some people in their house they they, they pray that their religion does not allow. So go and follow that religion now. You see, it's amazing how people want to be arguing things out in this age and time. You don't have to argue. Life is individualistic. You face the consequences of your choices. Just follow it. You don't need to be fighting, and you don't need to be discouraging people who want to follow God's path. So God said to the children of Israel, he said, find the old path. They said, no, we are not going to do it. If you read the, the, the following verse, the Bible says, ah, you, you needed to see the things that God said was going to happen to them. So no problem. Do things your own way. 
So you need to understand the things I'm going to be talking about will be 100% from scriptures. And these are things that you see, I've seen it work in my own life. I've seen it work in the life of my mentors. I've seen it work in the life of people that I know. So I'm not telling you fables. I'm not telling you things that I read in a book. I'm telling you things that I've handled. Things that I've handled. Things that I've handled. And things that I'm still handling and that it works like fire. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You say, if everything, let me tell you this. If everything in your life can be explained, you are not living in the dimension of the covenant. If everything can, you say, if everything in your life can be traced to your salary or traced to one business deal that you did, something is wrong somewhere as a believer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? As a business person, clients should come that you will not be able to explain. People should just patronize and say, so how did you hear about our business? Just say, ah, I don't know. Something just say, I should call you. How did you get my number? I don't know. Aha, uh-huh. then you are starting. That's what it means to be. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, if you, there was a time in my life that I did not really value the miraculous much and I did not see it. I believed everything has to, you know, when you are a management consultant, you know, just, ah, what is it? No. You see, you can you strategize, you plan. You, uh, so everything that was happening was based on planning. So it's based on planning. And I believe, I know the people who have the problem with this the most are men. Everything must make sense. Everything must make sense. A man will say, ah, no, 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 no. That's why most times you see that it is women that get blessed the most. I look at all the testimonies we've had in the last three months, since 90 days of power started. Most of those testimonies, I can tell you, 80% are from women. 80%. 80%. And I thought, I asked myself, well, what's wrong with the men? They are calculating. It doesn't make sense. I just, oh, you, some will even think, Thank you. Some will even think in their mind, well, what is it? Waking up at midnight to pray that I'm going to work in the morning. Oh, even God understands. It's true. God understands that you are not ready for that dimension of existence. He understands. The first thing you need to understand, the first ancient path that leads to the accelerated destiny is the practice of honor. The practice of honor. Somebody said the practice of honor. The practice of honor. <laughs> The practice of honor. I want you to listen and listen carefully. I'm not going to rush this. I hope I'll be able to finish it this morning. But if I can't, I'll continue from there on Wednesday. The practice of honor. (laughs) The practice of honor. The queen of Sheba came from Africa to honor a man by the name of Solomon. And as a result of that act of honor, her name entered into the canons of scripture. She wasn't Jewish. She was a child of the covenant. She was a Gentile. She came from Ethiopia, I think. The Bible says. But as a result of that practice of honor, we still remember her to date. <laughs> a woman by the name of Vashti. Is it Vashti? Right? I think American says Vashti. Okay, Vashti. <laughs> Vashti was the wife of the most powerful man in her days. Or in her days. But she lost that position because of dishonor. She got to a point, you see, that she felt, why will the king send for me? She forgot that it is one thing to be married to a man. Number one is your husband. Number two is your king. She forgot that. She forgot that the reason why I'm a queen is because I married a king. The Bible says she now had her own cabinet. And he said, no, I can't come now. So she lost that position. 
And a woman that understood honor by the name of Esther. And I'm going to explain to us practical demonstrations of honor. I'm just trying to explain to us laying a strong foundation. A woman by the name of Esther who understood honor took her place. Honor will take you very far in life. Where your skill cannot take you. Where competence cannot take you. Honor can take you there. That's what the Bible says in Romans 13 and verse 7. It says, give honor to whom it is due. When you look at the story of Jacob and Esau, we took that prayer this morning, and I, I think at the midnight prayer I explained, you know, the background story of what happened there. Jacob had left his brother, you know, Esau, who vowed to kill him. And 20 years later, when they saw, you see, all the story that we already told, you know, he came back, his brother saw him, he said, I already have more than enough, you know, he can keep what is yours. But something that blew my mind when I was studying that passage of scripture. Now, you need to understand that Esau and Jacob, they are twins. Don't always forget that. These guys are twins. But in Genesis 33 verse 13, from verse 13 to verse 16, the Bible says, Then Esau said, Let us journey our, on our own way, and I will go ahead of you. But Jacob said to him, My Lord. Did you see that? What did he say? His twin brother. He said, My Lord knows that the children are frail, and that the nursing flocks and herds are a care to me. If they are driven out for one day, all flocks will die. Let my Lord pass on ahead of his servant. And I will lead on slowly at the peace of the livestock that are ahead of me. And at the peace of the children until I come to my Lord in Sarah. So Esau said, let me leave you with some of the people that are with me. But he said, what need is there? Let me find favor in the sight of my Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way to Sarah. It wasn't just because God did something supernatural that Esau did not kill Jacob, as he said. It was because of honor. It was honor that preserved his life. Because the Bible says the very first thing Jacob did when he heard that Esau was coming with 400 men, the Bible says he sent gifts ahead. That's one of the demonstrations of honor. That's not all. I'm going to explain it. So the Bible says even when he saw his brother, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, you know, we live in a contemporary generation where people, you see, honor is not a native of Africa. It is a kingdom culture. We live in a time and a generation that some people are so trush, they are so contemporary that they call everybody by name. They are, no, in our own house, that's the way we are. How far has your family gone? That's the question we need to ask. You know, in our own family, we call ourselves by name. That's your family. I'm teaching you scriptures this morning. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some people, there is nobody they cannot call by name. Now, these are blood brothers. These are twins. And Jacob saw him. He said, my Lord, my Lord. He can say, ah, it is ancient time. It is better you do ancient practice and get ancient blessing than to be contemporary and be struggling. Many people are stagnated in life because nobody, nobody is worthy of honor in their sight. That's the reason a lot of... You see, some people, the people that should help them, they've dishonored them. Somebody is obviously better placed than you in life. But because you knew each other growing up, or because you are age mates, you see, Shade, 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? One of the things you need to pay attention to and you need to be sensitive to is that when you know someone that you grew up together or that you used to be friends, when life begins to create a space and a gap between you, you must recognize that gap and you must honor it. If you don't, what they carry, you will never get it. And I think that's where a lot of people miss it. So when they see people, you, you know, imagine you grew up with someone, the person now runs an organization. Has maybe like 20 or 30 staff members. And the person says, ah, come and see me in my office. You go to the office. And he said, ah, I want to see Shegu. Wow. You see, it's not even that person might not have a problem with it. It is the structure that will shut you out. They wonder, who is Shegu? Is that, your boss, ah, Shegu. Even you saw them. You see, there are environments where you display friendship. There are environments where you display honor. You must recognize the difference. Some people don't have that discernment. Now, I believe that the reason why Jacob did that was because he was in the presence, number one, of the multitudes. The Bible says this one came with 400 people. 400 people that had never met Jacob. His family was there. His own servants were there. His wives were there. His children were there. So he had enough wisdom that there is a way I need to relate with this man. Because the way I relate with him will determine the way everybody relates with him. Honor is the recognition, acknowledgement, and celebration of importance, value, and uniqueness. You need to write that down. Honor is recognition, acknowledgement, and celebration of importance, value, and uniqueness. Dishonor is the downplaying and forgetfulness of importance, value, and uniqueness. When you forget, it is dishonor that made you forget. It's not because you forgot. Dishonor will always make you forget to recognize, to acknowledge, right? (laughs) And to celebrate the importance, the value, and the uniqueness of certain individuals. You look at somebody like Ruth. Ruth was a Moabite. God already gave an instruction that no Moabites must come into the congregation of the children of Israel. Yet, the same God that gave that rule made Jesus to come through the lineage of Ruth. Why? Because Ruth honored Naomi. Her mother-in-law. She should have called her a witch. A woman that lost her husband, lost her first son, lost her second son. Shouldn't you call her kind of a person a witch? You know, there are some ladies that they have made up their mind that their mother-in-law will have no place in their home. Continue. God will give you sons that will also marry daughters that will have that mindset. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Ruth, right, made up and she said, I'm going to honor this woman. And that honor connected her to the lineage of Christ. Honor. So the question is, who should we honor? The first thing I want to talk about is not a who, but a what. Honor principles. Honor principles. Honor principles. What are principles? Principles are God's laws. Principles are God's dictates. Genesis 8 and verse 22. The Bible says, as long as the earth remains, seed time and others, cold and age, summer and winter, day and night, shall not cease. It simply means that in life, there are cause and effects. There are things that when you do, it creates certain effects. Honor those principles. 
God has put principles in place on the earth. And let me tell you, no matter how, no matter what you do, principles are principles. They are not going anywhere. They are not going anywhere. We live in a time and in a season where God's principles are being despised and dragged in the mud. And dragged in the mud. People see certain principles in black and white in scripture. They say, no. That is not, that is not it. This, this is the way we are going to do it. <laughs> I just laugh. Pain awaits those who despise principles. It can take five years. It can take ten years. It can take twenty years. It can, just look at people who have despised God's principles. Look at them and look at how they turned out. You don't need to have rocket science intelligence. Just pay attention. Number two, honor God. Honor God. Honor God. Elah lost his place as priest over Israel because he dishonored God by placing his children and their comforts above God. Anytime you place something above God, you are dishonoring God. In fact, let me tell you this. Anytime you come late to church, you are dishonoring God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You might not like it, but I will tell you the truth. Because if the governor of this state were to give you an appointment, you will not get the elite. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You will not get there late. But we have become so familiar with God that if He is taught, He still praise and worship they will be doing. So the praise and worship, who is it for? For you? You know, at times some people even look at the choir, say they are not singing well today. You are not the one we are singing for. We are singing for the audience of one. They are not feeling them today. Is it that they did not rehearse well? Only your flow, co flow. The one we are singing to it too, is flowing to him. You are not the one we are. You see, praise and worship is not entertainment. Don't get it wrong. You are not in a concert. That's why at times it even shows in the way some people conduct themselves during praise and worship. I worship you. We lift our hands in the sand. We lift our hands and your hands are down. You are so absent minded that you can't even hear what you are saying. It's a lack of, it's a lack of honor. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying this morning? You must learn to honor God above all. Never place anything above him. Anytime you wake up in the morning and the first thing you reach out to is your phone, WhatsApp, Instagram, you have just dishonored God. The person that even woke you up, you have not said thank you to him. All those things seem so subtle, but they are signs of dishonor. It simply means you are not recognizing value the importance of the person that woke you. That's why David said, I slept and I woke because the Lord sustained me. It was God that kept you. So one of God is to put it first. Is to put his word first. If God's word says one thing and you do the opposite, you have dishonored him. Because you cannot separate someone from their words. You can't. You can't. Hmm. Number three. Honor your man of God. He doesn't need it. You are the one that needs it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because one thing I've come to understand is this. The honor you place on the anointing is what determines what flows to you. That's why it seems as if the farther people are, the more they receive from grace. Because, you know, it's very easy to honor somebody you are not so familiar with. Honor your man of God. In 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 17, the Bible says, Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor. Especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. The Bible says we should honor them. The Bible says we should honor them. Hmm. 
I had a story about a particular, you know, pastor. You know, and I know it's a true story because of the person I had it from. This pastor, you know, things happen. You know, is very grace, very anointed, you know, very prophetic man of God. And anytime he says things, those things will just happen. And there was a particular service, you know, there was just, you know, the flow of the miraculous and everything. And he just noticed that his wife had disappeared from George. So he was wondering, have I offended this woman? So he called her. She didn't pick. So after he finished counseling and everything, he went back home, saw the wife and said, what's wrong? What did I do? The woman didn't answer. So, some minutes later, you know, the woman presented the wife, the pastor's wife presented, you know, the pastor's food, you know, well served and all those things. So the man was wondering, I'm talking to this woman, she wants to poison me so I will not be like Samson, right? So, after he finished eating, the wife knelt down and said, man of God, there, we need a breakthrough in this family. Said so that same anointing that is working in church, let it work here. That's a woman that is sensitive. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, because the closer you are to grace, the farther you can become. The farther you can become. Because you, you, you've seen him angry. You've seen him snoring, probably. You've seen him watch movies. You've seen him play PS5. I don't play games anyway. You've seen him just go! I don't watch football. <laughs> but you see, you've seen so much of his humanity that in your mind, you still cannot understand that this is grace. It's a dangerous place to be. That's why there is something the Holy Spirit taught me. Maintaining, you know, appropriate distance. There are times you get close. There are times you move far. When you notice you are becoming too familiar, you create distance. I don't see my mentors all the time. It's not there because I don't want to become too familiar. That's why there is nothing any of my mentors and my pastors say that doesn't happen in my life. No, not one. Because I know how to maintain appropriate distance. Honor your man of God. Anybody you can't honor, there's no point listening to him. He is not by force. Some people, the apostle will say something, they will be arguing with it. I know me, I don't agree. Then what are you doing there? I don't understand. You see, you have one life to live. Why do you want to waste it? So I know that one pastor said, Me, I don't agree. No, we'll say fast for 30 days. Ah, even God knows me. If I don't eat, my eyes will be turning. It will turn you on your own. God understands. <laughs> you are arguing. You see, you need to understand that any instruction that comes from your man of God, there is a grace that comes with that word. If you make up your mind that I'm going to do this because my pastor said it, the grace and the ability to do it, even if you don't have the natural ability to do it, there is a grace that comes with it when you make up your mind to do it. If you are not a saver, if you don't like saving, and your pastor tells you to save, let me tell you this, there is a grace that will come. You just realize that savings has become easy for you. But if you say, well, if the pastor doesn't understand, though, say this money that is not enough. Ah, I need to buy that shoe, buy that bag, buy this one. It will not happen. Number four, honor your parents. Honor your parents. Honor your parents. Honor your parents. I see the way people talk to their parents in this age and time. Cutting the phone on their parents. Get angry at their parents. And my soul weeps for them. Because they don't know they are cutting short their destiny. Life will not only be slow, it will be cut short. If you dishonor your parents. And you see, there are two types of parents God gives you as a believer. Biological parents and spiritual parents. You know, there is a practice I've noticed, you see. And I'm not telling you this for personal reasons. Some people honor their pastor, but they don't honor their pastor's wife. It's a mistake. 
The work of a pastor and his wife, let me tell you this, if my wife does not give me peace, I can't do what I do. I can't hear God. I can't. You need a peaceful atmosphere to hear God. I've never had any, my wife has never, first lady has never had any argument. If I say we are doing something, it's yes sir. There is no, uh, if I tell her something, we are showing this. She will just smile. They say, ah, no, say we to, we now, it has never happened once. Maybe she argues with this in her mind. I don't know. She has never told me. But it has never come out of her mouth. The work of a pastor and his wife is the work of spiritual parenting. You can't honor your father and despise your mother. No, you can't. You know, I remember some times ago, there were some, you know, folks who made up their mind. Say, ah, this first lady, first lady. Of course, they are no longer here. I knew those people can last. I know, and she's to me, she's answering me, and she's like, I'll say, I cannot flow, I cannot flow. You know, some people are so, you know, me, answering me. <laughs> I remember sometimes back, you know, a spiritual, one of our spiritual mentors, you know, um, Pastor Maya, who call her spiritual mom. I had people you know, under their ministry who call her Auntie Buki. Why, why are you wasting your time? Because I know somebody that I've known. If you are still seeing somebody with the eyes with which you saw them in the past, there is no point. Just take yourself away. There is no point. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I hope someone is getting something. So for those of us that I, I don't know, I don't think anybody in this house has that bit of answering. But it's fine. If to you she's answering me, just continue. It's fine. You know, you can receive grace in different ways. Because every carrier of grace is a human being. So you can receive him as a brother. If you receive him as a brother, all you will get is family connection. Family intimacy. Ah, what happened to daddy? Ah, auntie has even gone to London. Eh, that's all you will get. You can receive him as a colleague. And all you will get is information. Jesus. The way you receive a man. The Bible says Jesus went to his own hometown. And he could not. It's not that he did not want to. The grace was in that. Because of familiarity. May grace not be hindered in your life. In the name of Jesus. Next, honor those in authority. Honor those in authority. I say this with all sense of respect to those who lost their life at the Lekki Massacre. But let me tell you this. If they obey the authority, nobody will lose their life in that place. Because an instruction was given. Everybody go home. If you were raised in a good home and raised and taught well, nobody should be in that place. Because even the Bible says in the book of Romans, right? Is it Romans? Yeah, Romans 13. It says, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And those who exist have been instituted by God. Some people, police stop you and you are arguing with police. If they shoot you, you are gone and God will welcome you home. Because God puts that authority there. When police stops me, you see, I some of you, the way you are even frowning is as if you are ready to fight with them. So they too, they respond to you with hostility. When police stop me, and I experience that a lot. Because our car is black and it's tinted. So you look like a potential yaw. <laughs> stop, stop. The moment they say, good afternoon, sir, how are you? The way I talk to them, their countenance changes. How are you today, sir? How is work? Hope you are doing... They just say, oh, God, you know, uh, give us something now for coke. I mean, so I'm ready for it. I just have a great day, sir. But you, they stop you. Hey, good afternoon. They don't even ask you for your papers. You have brought it. Wait, wait, my paper is complete. So the things that they know you will not have, they will ask you. 
They just say, hey, where is your axe? They say, for what? So that when you have axe, they will easy to cut you out. <laughs> because they can see that, hey, you, you want to show us, we show you. We show you. Praise God. Honor those in authority. Authority in government. Authority in the workplace. You hear that testimony that Sister Dio gave? I don't think if she has dishonored her boss at work, she can experience that kind of miracle. Some of us are miracles have been hindered by people we have dishonored. God wants to use people to help you, but you have dishonored them. Honor people in your workplace. Honor your boss. Some of us, I thought this some years ago, I, remember, I forgot to... You see, how will you resume work in a new year and not go to work to the office with a gift for your boss? You stupid I'm trying to be nice. Somebody paid you salary for 12 months. Even if it is a bottle of wine and Christmas card. Happy New Year, sir. It did not occur to you. Your needs are so much. Even the money is not enough. Wow. And it is not too late for you to do that. Even if you do it tomorrow, it will look like a surprise. Say, yes, sir. I learned something in church yesterday. Do it. You see, what that will do is it will separate you from every other person. When they are thinking of who to fire, your name will not come up on the list. It won't. Don't see your boss only as a CM machine. Somebody that just and if the salary does not come on time, you don't even know where that money is coming into the company. You're already developing attitude. Also, you need to uh, you need to also honor authority in the house of God. Don't be arguing with ushers. It's a sign of immaturity. He says, sit there. No, I'm not sitting there. What, what is it? That's authority. You are not dishonoring them. You are dishonoring both the person that puts them there and the authority of the house. And the person that put them there autom- uh, um, ultimately is God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some people, they dishonor their, 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 their department heads. Maybe you are older. Thank God for your life. But why is it that you are not the one God put as a department head? If you know you can't serve that, then leave. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm telling you how to accelerate your destiny. Honor. Next, honor carriers of grace. Unfortunately, I'll not be able to get into practical steps to this morning. But let me just mention the people you need to honor. Honor carriers of grace. <laughs> there are grace carriers. There are people who have grace for getting jobs. I know people who have never been out of jobs before. Some of us might have people like that as your friend. You've been looking for a job for three months. You have friends that have never been out of a job once. Something has not occurred to you. Maybe because it doesn't carry the title of a pastor. Some people carry grace for parenting. Some of our parents, they raise multiple children. And every one of them turned out right. And something did not occur to you that that woman, even though she might not be educated, she carries the grace. But you look at her and say, ah, my mom is one eye too much. This is too much. You cut the call. Ah. Some people carry grace for prosperity. Money does not finish in their hand. It's almost as if they are even beginning to doubt. Is it that my friend did something that is not telling me? They are carriers of financial prosperity. There are people who carry the grace for financial prosperity. And you have friends like that. And as far as you are concerned, they are just your friend. It has never occurred to you that your conversation should go beyond friendship. It has even never occurred to you friends that I saw into their life. I have friends that when I'm going to visit, I... There are people who don't just visit casually. They are your friends, but they have something you don't have. 
You say, ah, Fadi, Fadi, ah, Fadi, really? You see, if you continue, there's something the Holy Spirit revealed to me many years ago. If you continue in that dimension, over time you will get to a point where you will be ashamed to call them your friend because the gap is going to get so wide. And over time you will lose access to those relationships. Now, even when people say, ah, your friend, your video, no, no, we used to be friends. We are not friends again because your results are so far apart that there is no missing point. There are people who carry grace for visibility. For business success. Doing business is just easy for them. They start one business, it works. They open another one, it works. Are you the only one? And you know them. And you are not honoring them. Also, you need to honor elders. Honor elders. Honor elders. Hmm. I remember, you know, when I, um, first lady and I we were still dating, I went to an event with her. And... There was this particular boy who stood up from a seat and an elderly woman sat there. And when the boy came back, the boy went to the woman and told the woman to stand up. That day, it was anointing that didn't make me slap that boy. Because, you know, in my wildest imagination, it never occurred. My question was, who failed this boy? Not who raised him, who failed him? Who didn't raise him well? And the guy was so adamant. See, he stand up for my knees. It can be your seat, but you honor elders. It is lost in our society now. Because we have access to a smartphone, many people tweet so many things. You talk to, you see, let me tell you this. Every generation has their hero. The generation of the fathers, those that have gone ahead of us, they might have their excesses. But that does not give you the right to drag them in the mud. No, 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 no. It doesn't give you the right. Somebody's buying private jets. If you keep dragging them in the world, nobody might ever fly one in your generation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Not that they will not be able to buy one. Or they might never be able to fly in one. You know, there are people that in their family, nobody has ever flown before. Nobody has ever been to the airport. And you are holding phone and saying, and, uh, yeah, uh, you say, bow dead dead foul. You too, you are, you are sharing it. Better be careful. You honor elders. Whether you agree with them or not, if you don't respect age, you can't age. You have to respect it. You must honor, I think the Bible says in Leviticus 19 and verse 32, it says you shall stand up before the gray head and honor the face of an old man and you shall fear your God, I am the Lord. The fact that someone is elderly gives you automatic, is a responsibility for you to honor old age. Whether you agree with them or not, you must honor them. Also, you must learn to honor all men. Honor all men. Honor all men. In 1 Peter 2 and verse 17, the Bible says, Honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Honor all men. Hmm. Honor all men. Why? Because in everyone, there is a seed of God. Everybody is created in the image and likeness of God. If there is no reason for you... You see, in this house, I want an emergence of men and women of honor. That's when they see the way you conduct yourself in the office, in business. They'll be able to ask you, are you a member of the Gateway Church? Say, yeah, no wonder. Let me tell you this. I carry a spirit of honor. If you don't carry it, you are not connected to my spirit. Oh, you just talk to people anyhow. You just relate to people anyhow. There is no... Let that stop this morning. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are going on a long journey and this is just the first step on the ladder. 
the practice of honor. You want to speed up your journey in life. You want things to happen faster. You must learn to look at somebody like Esther. After Esther became queen, she still honored Mordecai, even though he was still a gate man. That's the level people get to and say, ah, Oh, uncle. The Bible says when she heard that Mordecai was at the gate, she sent, sent clothes to him. Mordecai said, ah, No, no well, this is not a time to change clothes. So I said, What's wrong? I said, This is what is happening. Go to the king, talk to him. He said, ah, No, I can't do that right now. And he sent a message back. Thank God for people who are not afraid of status. You know, there are people that the moment you rise, they can't talk to you. You don't have that kind of pastor. I hope you know. Everybody, you see, as long as God puts you here, I can talk to you regardless of your age, status, and lifting. Thank God for a person like Mordecai. He said, if you think you are safe in that palace, God will raise up salvation from somewhere else. But know that you and your household, you will not be spared. And the Bible says she went back into the place of prayers. And her handmaidens said, let us pray. Let us fast. She honored that man. She honored that man. How did she even become queen in the first place? She honored the eunuch. The eunuch is somebody that was close to the king, but seems to be a non-entity. This was the king's servant. How did she honor him? By asking him, what do you think I should wear? What do you think the king will like? Every other lady, they believe they knew how to dress. What is it? This one will now be telling me how to dress. No, I know how to combine colors, do my makeup. This one. She went to the eunuch. What would the king like? All the people that are slain, their destiny was slain. It was only the woman that understood honor. How should I conduct myself? You know the king, I don't know the king. What do you think I should do? Because that's one of the hallmarks of honor. Obedience to those in authority. Obedience. She didn't have the full picture, but the Bible says that everything the eunuch told her to do, that was what she did. And when the king saw her, said, ah, this is the wife. Maybe the others. They saw one perfume. It's expensive. They use it. The king will like this one. And it's a perfume. The king does not like this man. As they show, ah, go, 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 go. They, will not even, they could not even come close. They didn't understand why. Ah, but I slayed now. But you didn't understand or not. This morning I wanted to talk to God. Asking for a baptism of the spirit of honor. There is a spirit of the age. The Bible says it despises its fathers. Ask God this morning for a baptism of the spirit of honor. A father in the name of Jesus. This morning, give me the grace to honor. I can't hear our voices this morning. Talk to God. There is a spirit of honor. It is not just something you, you struggle to do by willpower. There is a spirit that drives it. Ask God this morning for the spirit of honor. The spirit of honor. The spirit of honor. The grace to honor your principles. The principles of your word. The grace to honor you. The grace to honor my man of God. The grace to honor my parents. Biological and spiritual. The grace to honor those in authority. In government. In my workplace. In your house. The grace to honor. The help. To honor the carriers of grace. I received this morning. One of the ways you can honor God is to respond to His gift towards you. The gift of His Son, Jesus. 
you are in this house this morning you don't have a relationship with Jesus you have never accepted him as your Lord and personal Savior one of the greatest honor you can give to God is to accept the person of Jesus as your Lord and your Savior if you are here this morning you have never received Jesus as your Lord I want you to begin to ask Jesus into your heart tell him say Father I come to you today in acknowledgement of my sins I know I'm a sinner in need of a Savior Jesus, I ask that you come into my heart today. I believe you came to the world. You died for my sins. You rose on the third day. And you are now seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus, wash me of my sins. I receive you today as my Lord and my personal Savior. Write my name in the book of life. Wipe away my sins and records. You are serving Jesus as your Lord and Savior today or you are backsliding and you are retracing your steps that should be your prayer Father in the name of Jesus I lift up every man and every woman under the sound of my voice and I decree and declare that whatever has hindered the pace and the journey of your sons and daughters let it be removed this morning in the name of Jesus I decree and declare that from today move at the pace your destiny demands in the name of Jesus you will no longer be hindered you will no longer be limited in the name of Jesus in Jesus name we have prayed and everybody say very big amen